Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Haha, <laughs> look at how much fun they're having dancing together. I was worried that they'd tire themselves out with the journey here, but it seems I made the right choice by inviting them. I'll say. It's a shame Sheeta and Lily couldn't join them, though. Yeah, they're still a little too young, but I would like to bring them here one day, if I get the chance. I'm sure they'd be thrilled. Thinking back on it now, it's hard to believe that it's almost been half a year since we found ourselves in Nord. <laughs> Time really flies. Must feel like longer for you than it does me. <laughs> I suppose it would. I'll always be nostalgic for the winds of Nord. But to be honest, I can't say that I really feel all that homesick. Really? Really. Erebonia is my home. You mean... I spent over half a year at the Academy, surrounded by some of my dearest friends. This country is every bit as important to me as Nord is. I wouldn't think twice about calling it my second home. That's a big-hearted statement to make. I have all of you to thank for making me feel that way. I really do feel blessed. There aren't many people who could say that they have two homes to love equally. <laughs> I had no idea you thought so much of this country. Not only does it fill me with pride as an Erebonian, it warms my heart as your friend. This country is changing. There's nothing we can do about that. But hopefully, as a class, we can help turn it into a country that we can really be proud of. I have no doubt about that. I'm happy to have you as a classmate, Reen. <laughs> I feel the same way. Class is in session, and today we are filling in for Instructor Reen with Class 7 with Trails of Cold Steel. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week I have the distinct pleasure of welcoming to the university the top-ranked the top-ranked bracer, editor, and a host over at GameSpot, Michael Hyam. Welcome, Michael. How's it going? Oh, uh, it's so good to be here. Thanks, Scott. I, I, I appreciate you reaching out, because... Uh, we were talking about earlier that I feel like out of all the all, out of all the games that I I love dearly, uh, all the games that mm -hmm. I stand, I feel like Cold Steel is probably the most niche. Uh, Cold Steel does have a sizable popularity, but I mean it's not the same level as like Yakuza, Persona, any of the Final Fantasies, which I also talk about a lot. So um, <laughs> if there's an opportunity to talk about Cold Steel or any of the Trails games, like oh I'm like oh snap you. Y'all know, oh, y'all yeah. know what's up, then. <laughs> so it's, oh. it's it's exciting to finally because at Gamespot, like when I started playing um, Cold Steel One, mm -hmm. I was on the podcast and I was I was I talked about it for like three episodes straight. I'm like, yo yo yo, y'all need to listen listen listen. This game is fire. It's flying under everyone's radar. Y'all got to peep this. And there were a couple folks actually who listened to the Gamespot podcast who gave it a shot, and one of them. Uh, DM me. He was like, "Yo, I'm. I just finished Cold Steel Four. Thank you for saying something about this game because this this series is fire. I'm like, hell yeah, uh, man. So uh, it always feels good to talk about uh, Trails. Oh yeah, and uh, I've been wanting to talk about this 
this game in this series for so long. Uh, listeners will know that uh, we've had Reen's voice actor on this uh, podcast before talking about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and Legend of Mana, Sean Chiplock. Um, so, sorry, Sean, for... Uh, I hope I didn't do your performance or your your style of Reen a disservice with my performance. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, this is one of those series that... Uh, I think is criminally underlooked and underrated, and I have made it my mission now in the past after playing through all these games in the past few years to to sing its praises from every rooftop and mountaintop I can. And when I started, when I saw your tweets on Twitter about you loving Cold Steel and and these games, I was like. I gotta get him on. I gotta get yeah. him on. And then <laughs> our our mutual friend Cameron Hawkins uh, mentioned that you thought that he thought you would be a great guest to have. So Aww. I was like, okay, got 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 to do this. Got to do this. So I uh, shouts out glad. to Cam. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. And and shouts out to you for taking time on a Friday after you've already had a busy day recording sure. kind of funny games daily with the the wonderful blessing and work GameSpot work. I'm as, I'm sure. So thank you so much. Uh, great to have you here. Yeah, of but course. let's but let's get into talk some Cold Steel. Yeah. Now, this game initially released on the PlayStation Three and PlayStation Vita in Japan. It released on September twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen, and it would take a couple years, over two years, to make it westward. It would finally arrive in North America on December twenty second, two thousand fifteen, and in Europe on January 29th, twenty sixteen. Later, it would release worldwide on PC in 2017 on August 2nd, and the version that I really played through, uh, the PlayStation 4 version, released in in Japan on March 8th, 2018, and then made its westward debut in North America on March 26th, a year later in 2019, and then PAL regions on March 29th, 2019, and Japan... Those lucky bums, they're supposed to be getting a Switch port this year Aww. in 2021. Big bummer. Hopefully hopefully we'll get this uh, as well. But just to kind of give you listeners a... Uh, send you back and get an idea of what else came out when Cold Steel initially came out in the West back in 2015. Here are some of the other games you might have been playing. Metal Gear Solid 5 or V, whichever you prefer. Phantom Pain came out. Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition, a little game named Bloodborne released, along with Witcher 3, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, Ori in the Blind Forest, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, Mario Party 10, Pillars of Eternity, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist, Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold, The Fafnir Knight, and Mario Maker, just to name a few. So this was a pretty stacked year. 2015 was a good year. Rocket League also? Uh, could be, probably. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll I'll give some people a pass that they might have missed the PS3 or Vita version. There was a lot of play that year. Mm-hmm. But we're talking. But where did you first play? Uh, or when did you first play Cold Steel? What's your history with these games or this game specifically? Ooh, all right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get into some details here. So. If you watched the the Giant Bomb, uh, was it? Uh, if you watched the Giant Bomb Extra Life stream in 2019, 
I was on uh, the night shift with Jan Ochoa, Ben Pack, and Ian Kelly. So Ian Kelly is a good friend. And he was, uh, he used to be um, a uh, software uh, designer or um, a software engineer for uh, CBS at the time. So he had, he had worked Mm -hmm. with uh, Giant Bomb GameSpot in the past, but he's, he's like a good friend who's, who pops in every now and then. So I, I recognize that he, because I follow him on Twitter too, and he would mention uh, trails in, in various forums, but I had that conversation with him while we were doing while we were doing extra life and then so i asked him oh yeah, yeah you talk about cold steel i like um i i love jrpgs like that's my jam like what's um well like to you tell me what why what what it is that draws you into cold steel so then he went in and was like yo storytelling is fire <laughs> like there's he's he was pretty adamant about saying that um that cold steel is one of the has some of the best storytelling in RPGs and I was like yo that's that's a pretty heavy statement but I also understand that he's not he's not the type of person who would say that lightly or would say that just just to say that like he means it so like I he's one of those people where if he has a strong opinion uh, mm-hmm. I, I take it pretty um, I take it pretty seriously like oh he, he really means that so and I was like he wouldn't lie to me so I, that I think that was in November 2019. So in December 2019, uh, it was on sale on Steam, and I bought it. And then I started playing, and I, I tweeted, "I was like, hey, Ian, look what you've done to me.'" And he was like, "Yo, <laughs> you better get ready, bro." And I'm like, "All right, all right, we'll 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 see." Yeah. And the the I the more and more I played it, the more and more I fell in love with it. Because if anyone knows anything about me, it's when it comes to video games. Persona is very near and dear to my heart. So Persona 3, 4, and 5 are just like some of my favorite games of all time. Um, Persona 5 like kind of changed my gaming life in many ways because it was the first time I had experienced something that had a social simulation side of things that mm-hmm. that blended into the actual like combat, dungeon crawling, and things like and like. It, it's consequential to the storytelling in a, in Persona, so it opened my eyes to that kind of game. And Cold Steel One is very much like that. And I I, I don't oh, I, yeah. I don't think I I realized that until I started playing the game that there is a social simulation side. There's like a calendar, and you you spend time with with your classmates. You get to know them, and the I mean it doesn't have the same like daily structure as as a Persona mm-hmm. game, but it's it's probably as close as any other game has done but it really did it in its own way and it really really made sense for the type of story that cold steel one was telling and i just i just really i just really enjoyed that and there are a lot of aspects that i really liked uh, about cold steel but if we're just talking about like what were the initial draws i think that was one of the things that kept me through because you i mean i never want to judge a book book's book by its cover but Mm -hmm. You might look at a, like the the key art for Cold Steel and be like, oh, it's just like another one of these these anime style games that has like a cult following or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, to me, I'm like, but what if there's some like Ian? Like I believe him that there's something more beneath that, and I think there's a lot of earnest earnestness in the in the storytelling and in the characters of cold steel one and i think that's what kept me sticking around like i like the the mm-hmm. combats the combat system was, was dope too i'm i'm a sucker for turn-based so good. rpgs yeah yeah I'm you a and me for, both 
Yeah, and then the, the little twists that Cold Steel does to m- kind of make it unique from all the other ones out there. Like I was like, oh yeah, yeah I I really I, I I like this system. I, I can I could see myself playing hours and hours of this, but for me to stick around, it's like, am I going to care about the world? And it, it's Cold Steel has this thing of like slowly building up mm-hmm. and just paying off. In yes. so many different aspects, so it was just like this this little slow buildup of like, oh, I, I care each time I play it, I like I care and care a little bit more and more, and it's just like this this slow breadcrumb trail of that eventually built up into like this yeah. huge mountain of like, oh, I see the full picture now because the game trusts you to stick with it and piece the things together as the, the as the game gives it to you, um, and we'll get in like we'll get into why, but. That was the initial hook, and mm-hmm. it, it was it was strong enough to keep me through. Because like the your first so I say this too about the game is that your first impression of each character is a kind of like an anime trope, anime stereotype, oh, or archetype. Hands down, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like at first I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Because like we have this archetype and this archetype, whatever. Um, and then I was kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm fine with like if that's what it is, I was fine with that. But no. Um, that's that that's like your it kind of like sets the the template for them but they really the the game and the storytelling really puts these characters into focus and then gives them so much more depth to work with um that they you don't even realize that they they their initial impression like you, i forget about the first impression of them being like an anime archetype uh because mm-hmm. of how just how involved the game is in terms of making you care about each character uh, and giving giving them each of them their moment yeah and uh yeah and <laughs> so i was just also just very surprised like what at one hand my friend ian i was like yo you were right but also too <laughs> i did not expect this game to hook me like that but yeah that's yeah. uh it was a good time man just like uncovering <laughs> experiencing this for the first time it was magical yeah uh, for me, I had, uh, I still have uh, the kind of additions that came out back on the PS3 and Vita. So I picked it up. I was like, oh, this could be cool, kind of. Um, and I picked it up, and I couldn't get into it. Like, my first mm-hmm. playthrough, I got maybe a couple chapters in, and I was like, I'm just... It was still very much where a lot of the characters were anime, anime tropes, and it was just very formulaic and i was just like oh, i don't uh, whatever i'm i'll play something else and it wasn't until the decisive edition came out the ps4 kind of remaster enhanced edition that xc did um a few years ago back in 2019 where i was covering this for a review and i was and i was like okay i'll 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 find i'll play through it i so i pushed past that kind of block I had where it's like, oh, it's so formulaic, and I just... These characters are kind of annoying, and <laughs> as, like, chapter by chapter went on, it was like, holy crap, did they just do this? And, mm-hmm. oh my god, these characters are getting so much better. It was... It wasn't so much, oh, oh my god, Eus- uh, Eusis and Machias are at each other's throats again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Elisa's the angry, silent, avoiding confrontation girl or or being all stuck up again. It's Wild like, Subaru uh, energy, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So, but as the layers started peeling off of each character and you started getting, okay, why is Maki, why does Machias hate Noble so much? Oh, it's because his dad's kind of head of this um, 
the faction that's work like a government official working against and kind of dealing with nobles and there's this big struggle and the the building civil war and all of this and by the end of the game i'm like oh my god i have to play cold steel to like right this second i <laughs> yeah i i'm frothing at the bit to find out more what's happening to these characters and there's it took so many twists and turns that i wasn't expecting um that i was just blown away mm-hmm. by the end and the best way i found to kind of explain this cold steel to people is take the social system for persona throw in the materia system from final fantasy 7 yep. and mix in a bit of harry potter like action where your students at some magical military school training to be heroes mm-hmm. and you know just for good measure sprinkle in some giant robots and then boom you have trails of cold steel <laughs> uh so hell of a pitch right there <laughs> yeah right exactly and it only gets better with each game just more things sprinkled in um but no this I fell in love with this game and these yeah. characters and I have to give a huge shout out to the entire English voice cast yep. for killing it. Mm-hmm. Like uh we'll we'll definitely dive more into it later, but Sean is Reen, I thought does a fantastic job. I love Sarah uh instructor instructor she Sarah. She is the best. I love instructor instructor Sarah. She's mm, she's one of my favorite. Yes. She's probably my favorite in the in in um in the series, right now yeah. at least. Um Prince Oliver also knocks it out of the park with Matt Mercer's performance. Oh yeah. Um just so so many great characters and performances that just continue to suck me in mm-hmm. to this game. Um like you, I'm a huge turn based RPG fan. Uh mm-hmm. I love all RPGs, but turn based always has a special place in my heart. If it's turn based and it has a job system, I'm I'm sold. <laughs> Say less. I'm I, I'm just done. Just yeah. job system, turn based. Okay, I'll buy five copies. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, um, I think the um I think when talking about like being drawn into the characters and you know, connecting with them and letting kind of their their voice performances kind of shine. I think that the one thing I really I realized about the the pacing of Cold Steel One is that mm-hmm. each chapter in that game takes you to the hometown of one of the characters. That yep. chapter says a lot about who each of them are. So not only are you progressing in the story, getting closer to your goal of whatever, because like in the game, you're just like, okay, you're gonna go on this field exercise and do this one objective. It's like, okay, yeah, cool, that's that's a good enough excuse to go here. But in the process, like when you go to Nord, you have like this very intimate connection with Gaius and his family. When you go to, um, uh, where's the uses from? What's uh, uh, Bereahard? Yeah, Bereahard. When you go to the big city. And you have that moment of like you interact with Yusuf's various family members, and you're like, yo, I get why he's kind of he's kind of bratty. And then you have that moment where you're you're chilling at the hotel uh, or at, in your room, uh, and you just like, um, and then I think if I recall correctly, I think Machias is like pretending to sleep, Ma- and then Reen and Yusuf have a conversation about how mm-hmm. he, growing up, Yusuf is just like, man, fuck, fuck my family, like. Like this shit is like everything has yeah. been so so messy in his life that 
Like, it doesn't excuse him from yeah. being, like, a dick, but you get why. And then when you understand that about him, it's like, oh, well, I can work with you then. Like, we, we'll work on that. Um, mm-hmm. I still might, don't like, don't necessarily like you, but at least we have a, a good understanding of why you are the way you are. And then when you go to, like, a- anywhere uh, that you that you go to, along with that be- has, like, these deep character moments. So I, in those moments, you kind of start to peel back the layers, like you said. Of mm-hmm. each of the characters so when you when you're done by the end you just have such a deep understanding of how who each of them are and i think that that's that's such a clever that's such a clever design decision in the storytelling and in gameplay wise because you you essentially kill two birds with one stone and yeah like every character has their moment like when you when you get to ruer and uh elise uh you have that moment where she's talking to her mom and she's like <laughs> it's really funny though because she's like mom you don't know how to run this company also you've been ignoring me my whole life so fuck you and fuck this company too <laughs> and i'm like yo yeah. speak on it speak on it <laughs> uh yeah and then it just it's, it's so there's so many heartwarming moments like when you find mm-hmm. out like elliot who's kind of like he's very timid he's he's quiet he's, he's i short. love elliot's dad yeah, Elliot's and then when, he, when dad. You meet his dad, his dad's like, "Yo, I'm I'm, a, I'm the general of the army. Ain't nobody fuck with our our division. We're the hardest motherfuckers on the block. Ain't nobody touch us." And then he sees Elliot. He's like, "Elliot, my boy, I love you so much. Are you doing well? Are you eating? You got yeah. friends? Like, I got you. Anything you want, boy, I got you." And I'm like, "Yo, this is so cute. There's so many of oh, those warm moments." And he those... basically turns into an uwu girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. Elliot, he's like, oh, "I'm your biggest fan, Elliot." <laughs> Uh yeah, and just like every chapter has moments like that, but there are also mm-hmm. there's a lot of moments of um like uh, not sadness isn't the right word, but there's it, there it gets heavy at times, right? So mm-hmm. it, it it balances those things out, and at the end, it's kind of like a lot of stories about how each character, despite despite having having something something wrong in their life, uh, they are there to accomplish a goal, and they're um kind of working through the 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 pains that they've experienced in their lives uh and everyone has different circumstances for that uh and i think that just it, it draws you into at least maybe you don't care about each character but you at least you understand them so when they have their yeah. moment it all comes together and it makes sense and i think that a lot of a lot of games that try to have um these wide casts they mm-hmm. they have trouble fleshing each one of them out and letting them shine in their own way, um, but Cold Steel is is structured in a way that lets the game do that, and I think that's that is one of the biggest draws uh, in it. And by yeah. the time you finish that and you get to Cold Steel Two, like such a strong foundation has already been established that now the game storytelling can just go like full force ahead, uh, and I think that's just a, that's it's just such a smart thing to draw people in. Yeah, I what I love kind of touching on what you mentioned with the Usus and Reinstein and Berea hard and all the other uh, like Elisa interacting with her parents or the dynamic between Fee and Laura and when how you find out kind of why those two butt heads and them working through their issues like you see the characters evolving and growing as characters themselves like mm-hmm. you're reacting 
to your mention of realizing why uses is kind of an asshole and like not really excusing it, but it's like, okay, I get where you're coming from. It's also reflected in Machias who overhears all this. And there's kind of like an unspoken, it's like, okay, let's kind of have a truce right now. And like Machias gets arrested and uses comes and helps <laughs> yeah. break him out. Like there's that growth you see over the course of the game. And on your point of, uh, large casts often having issues like being flushed out and everything i will say between and really i'm going to apply this to the entire legend of heroes trails um block of games the team behind this and the way they have been able to structure and connect so many games like tetsuya nomura wishes he could do this with the kingdom hearts games <laughs> oh like, man Nomura wishes he could make a fleshed out interconnected world full of lore and interesting characters and meaningful choices mm -hmm. like they've managed to do like yeah. that Falcom has managed to do with these games. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, I mean, Cold Steel one does, I think uh, it's, it's, um, I wouldn't say formulaic, but it, it does have a structure that's easy to see. Um, yeah. It, it, like it, but it just makes it makes so much sense for the setup of the game, and I think that the, like the, these character moments. Oh, before, before I move on, I just want to say like Fee is also Fee and Laura are my my favorite characters. Also, because as mm -hmm. we talk about voice cast, Cassandra Lee Morris, who's Morgana, who Cassandra Lee Morris yeah. is also one of my favorite voice actors of all time. I anytime I hear hear her voice, I'm like, that's her. That's my girl right there. Hell yeah, let's go. And as soon as I heard the Morgana in Fee's voice, I was like, ah, snap. Uh, Fee is always in my party. Lara's always in my party. So it's either, uh, and then we have, I'll have Emma or Elliot to heal. Uh, and or Gaius, because I, I yeah. love Gaius. Kaiji, shouts out to Kaiji Tang. Uh, but um, but it, it also works to for world building. Because that, that, that's, that's one of the biggest, most important things in Cold Steel is... Fleshing out the world, giving a reason why these characters, or like why why things are happening in this world to begin with. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, it's at first it's just like military drama and all that, but and those things are slowly poured out. with With each of these, each time you go to a new city, you see a different side of Erebonia, or like the world at large, and you kind of you if you haven't played the the Crossbell Crossbell games, you you at least have some sort of context. Uh, like the game will give you context for the things that matter, and with each step, it like I said, it's it's like a trail of breadcrumbs where like mm -hmm. you don't see the full picture, but you need to trust that the game will get there. Um, so it's it's never it, there's never any like cheap twists or there's never anything that's just like thrown at you that doesn't make any sense. Uh, the game is very smart about giving you enough of what you need to know to push you forward. So each time you go to a new, new city, you get a, you the characters talk about a different perspective of what they're doing. You get a you get a, 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 a deeper perspective of the different class struggles of mm -hmm. like like this game touches on classism a lot because outside of class seven, the uh, it's like a societal like a caste structure, and everyone. Class seven like kind of knows that that's bullshit, um, yeah. But the, but Erebonia as a country is very stuck in their ways, um, and I think that like bringing in Sarah as the lead instructor for Class Seven, you kind of have this 
not not it's not entirely clear but you have this kind of rebellious group that like i wouldn't say like like the phantom thieves but in persona 5 but they are they are very different they stand out for a reason and they uh they operate on their own so uh there's a lot of individuality that comes through in that and uh that lets that lets them shine but in the character dialogue like when they need to figure things out they talk through it and those conversations are sharp in terms of like those conversations aren't just to push the plot forward but they also are very detailed so if you're paying attention it's like oh i have a very clear understanding of the politics of this country the politics mm-hmm. of where you are like if you are in Berehar, like th- this noble city and then just like the perceptions of Nord, the people of Nord and like how the people at, in Nord are just like, yeah, like over y'all, y'all over in that, that like these, this quote unquote civilized country, y'all, y'all wilding. You're like, y'all need to figure shit out. Cause we're out here chilling. We're grazing. We're living off the land. We're good. We're chilling. And if you all bother us, it's like, well, like, damn, like, please don't mm-hmm. bother us. Uh, and then like the, the dangers of mili- uh, militarization, because even though you are part of a military academy, there's always this underlying thing of like, why, why, why do we have a military academy? Why is there a chosen? Why is class seven like this, this chosen class that's supposed to be special? Like, what, what's, what purpose do we serve? Like those, you get those answers slowly but surely, and yeah, just every step of the way, it just, it, it really enriches your understanding. I and mean, then you don't have to do like. I mean, you can go in like into the library. You can read the books about the different, um, like the different histories, like why um, I forgot the Elise's companies, oh, the Reinford company, like why mm-hmm. they're the su- why they're such a big deal because like they're the biggest manufacturer of like uh, military grade equipment and all this stuff, um, like that. All that context is there, and then so oh, like, yeah. I, I get I went into this game knowing nothing, and I came out of it just understanding everything. Uh, and I think that that says a lot. Oh, you you don't understand. Yeah. You, there are so many things, like, seriously, like, I can't wait for you to... Just mm. for, for you listeners, uh, Michael is currently working through Cold Steel 2. Yes. <laughs> so he has so many juicy, juicy bits, bits still ahead of him. But yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, And I have to say, like, I know you talked about... Um, uh, the, uh, uh, Morgana's voice actor, voice actress, and everything also being in this game as Fee, but like Persona Five and Cold Steel share like ninety percent of the same voice actors. That's true. <laughs> yeah, like uh, they just add more Persona Five voice cast into the later Cold Steel games. So look forward yeah. to like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's it's fantastic. Um, one of the things that really surprised me when I played this game in terms of like a plot device was the old school house. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that this was just going to be a place that is like, okay, it's like the generic dungeon that you have in like these kind of anime RPGs. It's like, okay, there's, I have to go and I'll learn a new skill or just harder enemies. But like, as the game progressed, like the old school house was this huge, like mysterious thing that just, got even more crazy at the very end of the game mm-hmm. where you realize what the new school, what the old school house was. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, cause you, y- I also, yeah, like you mentioned, <laughs> um, like persona three has Tartarus, uh, persona five has mementos and 
like you never really know what the old schoolhouse what purpose it serves either because mm-hmm. until the very end um that like yeah i i don't want to i don't want to necessarily spoil it for anyone who's listening but it serves a purpose but also I, th- I think by the end of so I I mean I, I mentioned that you go into Cold Steel one not know if you don't know anything you will understand everything I meant everything as in like you just have such a such a rich picture of what Erebonia is and its yeah. place in the in the world uh, in, in its world um, but yeah like at the end though the this game takes a very wild turn. And mm-hmm. at first, uh, like w- it, like the old schoolhouse, it's just kind of like you know that there's a mystery behind it, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like okay, that's there, there's going to be a plot twist. Like a- a- anyone who can see, anyone can see right through it uh, that, that there is going to be a plot twist, but you don't know what, of course. Uh, but then once you, as I was, as I got closer to the end of the game, I'm like, I don't know if the, any of this is like making sense. Like, what is this? Is like too wild of a turn. Um, but by the time at the, at the very end, like the, the game, when the game has a twist, it leans so hard into it or at the end, like it leans mm-hmm. so hard into it. You're like, hell yeah, let's go. Like this is, this is a, a, a new paradigm for the cold steel universe, a new, yeah. a new, a new, uh, factor in its storytelling that you're like, hell yeah, l- like, let's go. Um, it's all contextualized in that. Uh, so it, yeah, like one thing I'll say about the, the, this game, Another thing I love about this game is that the plot twists, like, they don't feel cheap. They all feel earned. But the thing is, like, they're not necessarily plot twists because even when there are drastic shifts in what happens in the story, you kind of, you see it coming. But also the characters see it coming, too. So Mm -hmm. that... To me, like the characters are smart. They're never like they don't they don't have the like, Cold Steel doesn't have that trope of like oh I I I, I didn't I never saw that happening I, I who I and yeah. as, a, as a viewer you could be like yo, yo dude like I I knew that shit was gonna happen halfway through the story and why are you acting why are you acting brand new right now why why are you acting yeah. surprised yeah Cold Steel doesn't do that because then the characters even when some like I'm thinking of a very specific moment where that would be a wild spoiler but uh I, I, it's towards the I end. Mean, these episodes are geared like we're pretty open with spoilers because okay. we assume that people have like okay if you okay. haven't played this game go play it right now yes. and then listen <laughs> okay. later but yeah feel free okay yeah because i'm thinking about like what happened with crow like when that shift happened yeah then it's like oh he's the guy who did that but in that moment when it was kind of the reveal like no one was at first they were shocked but then what they did what the characters did was kind of talk through it they're like starting mm-hmm. to piece it together like oh this happened and then this happened and then i remember this oh this might make sense because i like it's just like a puzzle that they put together so they never act surprised mm-hmm. instead they act smart and i think that also feeds into the way that you have a certain respect for these characters uh that and that's another way that that the cold steel cast moves beyond those archetypes um, yeah because they become such a an important piece of how things progress rather than something happening that just happens in the world they're mm-hmm. they're they're they are your lens to understanding w- like what happened and why a certain thing happened so i don't know if that makes sense but it's, no it's it compl- yeah it completely does it's like and in the scheme of things like these are 
the best and the brightest of this entire nation in terms of students going to this prestigious academy. You would, like, they feel like, okay, it makes sense that they are in this prestigious school because they are Mm -hmm. thinking. They do know things. They're using their, they use tactics and kind of formulate strategy and plan. They're not like, they're not like in this prestigious one. It's like, I don't know how we got here. Or like, (laughs) they just believe the twisting waxed mustache guy in the shadowy corner yes you can trust me and then only to be surprised when he inevitably stabs you in the back it's like i didn't see that coming like so many of these games do uh-huh yeah um, that's but no uh, yeah. with Go the ahead. whole thing with no just every, like you mentioned specifically with crow it's like okay yeah i guess we should have seen that coming now that we now that we know, yeah, yeah, I guess that kind of fills in some holes, but yeah, but it's also like Crow is like even as a player, Crow was just, like he was shady, but he was someone he was like he's like that 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 friend who who's up to no good, but mm-hmm. you know that they you know that they mean well because because your first impression is like oh he's he's a slacker or whatever, but he's probably like super skilled in something, and then you yeah. kind of you build you build the bond with him where like oh I I, I trust you. And then when the twist happens, I was a little shocked, um, but I was like, who else could it have been? And then once you start mm-hmm. to kind of unpack specifically why, it, it starts to like, oh, I, I can, I guess I can get behind him being the one who does that certain thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I, like, obviously, like there's, there's three more games to go through. So um, it kind of sets the stage for the future of those games that. I'm enticed to dig more into. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, 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 it works for this as a standalone game, but again, it's the thing that'll hook you into the next game. Um, but if we're mm-hmm. just talking about uh, Cold Steel 1 here is, uh, damn, there, there, was, there was something I was going to mention about, about storytelling. Oh, there's always like this. So another thing too is that the game always alludes to this sense of impending doom or like you know something's going to happen. There's a lot of political mm-hmm. drama. There's a lot of military and political tension and you kind of just know that something's going to happen. So when the thing happens, um, again, this is another aspect where you're, you're not surprised by it. You're just like, okay, mm-hmm. it's go time now. The thing that I thought was going to happen, happen and it's not like no one's making a big deal about it because in a way they're like, they are also like, yeah, okay, we thought this was going to happen and it's happening now. Time to gear up and like, let's go. Of course, by the end, it's it ramps up in a way that that's very like has a lot of tension. The end of this game is so good at instilling mm-hmm. a strong sense of tension um, that I really like. And I think that it's 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 uh I, I feel i feel like some anime and some games do this is that like the school festival was probably one of my favorite moments in cold steel one because mm-hmm. it was it's it's late in the game and you kind of you've you've already had these bonding moments you have such a good understanding of everyone but you understand that there's so much that is still unresolved in the world at large and you know this being a four-part rpg that you know some <laughs> some shit's gonna go down so like in the it's it's kind of like the calm before the storm 
in which like oh, you, very much so yeah and it, it's such a it's such a lovely thing to just walk around campus and like do these mini games like horseback riding and then uh with guys i think and then like doing the the whack-a-mole i think it was with fee or laura i can't remember mm-hmm. uh, and there's going around like trying different foods and it's just like a lovely scene to where you see the the school transform into a a place to have fun um and then uh but yeah and also like <laughs> throughout the game it's kind of like you there's there's like oh the school festival's happening school festival's ha- gonna happen gonna happen whatever it's like, okay yeah mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to it um and then so like the the scene that we read from well if you choose to hang out with gaius um i think that that moment because th- that's a scene where they make the announcement like people come like i think like government officials come through and there's like listen shit happened and things are going to change and we need to react accordingly and it was just mm-hmm. kind of like it sucks that it happened now but all right we had we had our fun um we got to relax before the thing uh yeah. before like things just change entirely for this world so i just really thought that was it was a really warm moment um because you just had like this tacit understanding that mm-hmm. this might be this might be the last time in a while that we get to enjoy each other's company, that we get to enjoy our school uh, and things like that. And the kind of like the last moment where you get to enjoy your youth before you have mm-hmm. to grow. Cause like all, at that moment it's like, okay, these characters need to grow up fast. Um, like, yeah, yeah this, there's, there's no turning back. They need to, they need to act like adults and they, they really do. They really do. And it, it, it's like, that has been built up throughout the game. To where it's not like this 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 shift in character that you didn't see coming, but rather it's like okay, all the things that you, all the things that you've done, said, uh, and like have been through in this game have all been they all served a purpose. So now mm-hmm. is your time to put that into uh, like actually put that into action, and then boom, it's go time, and then boom, you go into Cold Steel too. It's uh, it's I I can't think of a it, yeah, it's it's really really good, man. Yeah, it's it's such. I think that part with the school festival up through the end is such an interesting way to frame it. That these are still students, like they're they're excited to do put on like little skits or what are they going to do for their class project? Yeah, or like their <laughs> class things, and they're walking around, they're hanging out with friends, doing these mini games, but so quick it's a you you get almost smacked back into the realization it's like these are students at a at a military academy like they are Mm -hmm. training in like warfare and battlefield tactics and things like this like this is their reality and it's suddenly like you said they have to grow up very fast they have to make that switch very quickly to okay one day they're having a amazing time putting on this festival they're putting on a concert with their friends it's all crazy and then (laughs) the next and then the next day the military is invading and attacking the city that the school is is housed in it's Mm -hmm. this giant assault um and it's like okay so it's go time and the assault on trista and everything that goes down is still probably one of the hypest moments I've ever, yep. like, one of my top moments in, like, video games ever. Like, <laughs> when the students are f- facing off against the soul dots and then the teachers come, like, that's just, that got me so hyped when yeah you get to see, like, the teachers who are just like, 
like the old smoking scientist who's like just doesn't give a rat's ass about anything. He comes in and just like throws some spells and stuff, and it's like holy crap! And, yeah, <laughs> and everything gets crazy. Uh-huh. Um, but no, it's I love the uh, the assault on Trista through the end is just fantastic. But one thing we haven't touched on, we've touched on the the main cast and how deep and complex there are. We haven't even touched on how much personality and depth is given to the rest of the students <laughs> at Thor's. Uh, just all the various characters and all the classes and the relationships you kind of build with those characters and getting to know them. And you see them on uh, in, the ver- in their various uh, excursions and stuff. Um, but I loved getting to know the other students in the other classes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's another thing too, is like, um, I, I, I think pe- people had mentioned this, uh, in a lot, a lot of other people have mentioned that in cold steel, like everyone has a name, whether they're a minor, like they're a vid- mm-hmm. villager or if they're another, another student. Um, and it, it, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but it does kind of, it kind of like, you know, personalizes things a little bit. Like, Oh, the people from the other classes, they do have like, they do have s- s- progression and storylines. It's not like built mm-hmm. into the game system, but it's more of like, oh, if you talk to them every day, you get a chance. You kind right. of see the different things that they go through, and there is like some sort of side story, like is that's that happens with them. And it, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's just such a nice touch because, like, uh, another thing too about the school uh, is that it makes it feel alive. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's like it's not just it's not just you and your class and like that would have been good enough. But I think like having all the NPCs having uh, unique names and unique dialogue. Yeah, it just, it just makes it feel full. It, it's such a small thing, but it 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 works so naturally. It yeah. um, even just something as small as that has has a big effect on how you feel about being there. I think uh, that's that's one thing I really I really seek in RPGs is mm-hmm. how do you fill out the rest of the world? Because I never want it. I never want a game to feel like the world kind of revolves around who around you. Like, of course mm-hmm. you want to have a major effect on the world because that's why you're playing this game. Right. But I want to, I want to have a better understanding of the people around me. So like, uh, that's really cool. And then like when you go into Cold Steel 2, like you see those characters again uh, after the things that have happened. And like, oh, snap, I remember you. Like, I remember you. You, yeah. you like, This is what you were about. Like, this was your thing back at school. And then, I, oh, snap, you're, you're, I see you again. So, yeah. like, I don't know. That's just, it's, it's really nice. Uh, and I'm just going like to say that all continues in 3 and 4. Wow. I, I should probably be paying... I paid atten- I pay attention to those things, but I feel like I should maybe I should be paying like closer attention to those things. Like this isn't a like a spoiler or anything in terms of story, but there is literally a character you do a side quest for in Cold Steel One, just like a random side quest mm-hmm. in Cold Steel One that you will just randomly stumble across in Cold Steel Four. And re- reference back and refer back to the side quest that you did for him in Cold Steel 1. Oh. <laughs> oh that's cool. That's yeah, good. That's, it is. That's good. Yeah, that's it, good to hear. It's such a cool little nod and everything, but it it 
the feeling of a connected world, like these are all people living in it that you have interacted with and developed relationships with, it extends over the whole whole thing. Yeah. Um, Damn. I love that. Yes. Uh, that, super that, good. That, that's, that's my favorite part. I really like, so one of the things too that like I was talking about my friend Ian said, he, he mentions that, like he mentions that he's never played an RPG that's so interconnected. And for me, like, I love the Yakuza franchise so much because of how, like you, like through from Yakuza zero to six, that is all one continuous. Like there's obviously mm-hmm. specific stories that happen for each game, but all of them are a progression of Kazuma Kiryu's life, and through you see someone's life through seven games. Like that's it's a powerful thing. Like when I finished mm-hmm. six. Everything that I felt from zero, one, two, three, four, and five, like all hit me like a brick at the end of six. Like when I mm-hmm. was watching the ending of Yakuza six, I remembered everything from zero up to five. And like that's it's it's I can't think of any other another series that does that, uh, other than like Mass Effect. Um mm-hmm. So Mass Effect and Yakuza, like, it's such a, like, games don't always have, they very rarely do series have opportunities to do that. Because at the end of the day, video games are a business, right? Yeah. And you can't, not every not every developer has the luxury to do that sort of thing. And also, not every developer wants to do that sort of thing. Like, who, uh, you, you don't want to tie yourself to one series for too long in case, like, you know, creative differences or you want to do something different as a development team. Um but when it does happen, when a developer does go for that, I think that's something really special. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what's driving me to make it through uh, Cold Steel. So uh, I'm chasing that feeling because there's no feeling like it. No, there um, isn't. Yeah, it's like, and I, I I don't really mess with the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like that. But I mm-hmm. get it. I get it when when people watch like, uh, what is it, uh, Endgame. Like I, I don't identify with that specifically, but I get why they feel the way they do. Because I'm chasing yeah. that feeling, like the same I did with Yakuza with Mass Effect, and now I have, I'm anticipating that with Cold Steel. Oh, so, hands down. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, so that's that's also kind of what's driving me through it. Because like, if I play Cold Steel one and I, I love it this much, everyone's kind of like, yo, if you if you like Cold <laughs> Steel one that much, you better get ready, bro. Like you said the same exact thing to me earlier, so. I- yeah nothing i could say would get like be able to prepare you for as much like the the rushes of emotion and shock and excitement that you have ahead of ahead of you like i am legit stoked because i've been on this journey i know what's Uh coming i know how i felt and hearing you talk about your love of like the first game and what you've played at the second is like you are in for such <laughs> a special and amazing ride that yeah. <laughs> it um, it yeah. legit like when I rolled credits on Cold Steel Four and everything like it was such a mixed bag of emotion. It was an elation that I completed and I saw it through to the end, but at the same time, it was. A, a profound sadness that's like I will never have this first experience again mm-hmm. like with these characters and I felt this way about a bunch of series but 
with this being with that being a culmination of four games and or nine games if you played the older ones it's yeah. it's incredible and i'm so excited for you to to have this ride still in front of you <laughs> and this adventure it's yeah it's it, it's yeah it like i feel <laughs> anyone who's like even like my friend ian and then you counting you as mm-hmm. well it's like I trust y'all. Like, <laughs> this is like, I feel like it's so exciting to know that I won't be disappointed. I mean, that's not to say it's going to be like a slam dunk for me, but I mean, um, it's like Cold Steel 1 is, this is why I recommend Cold Steel 1 to people want to get into it, mm-hmm. because it makes such a strong impression. Um, at least that's how I feel. Uh, I, I played uh, Sky 1, and I'm in the middle of uh, Sky 2nd Chapter. So, and nice. I really, I really, really like Sky as well. Um, oh, Estelle is she's just oh. a breast of just a brief side. She is my favorite female like RPG protagonist, like one of my f- favorite video game female protagonists of all time, and probably within like my top five of just protagonists, yeah. video game protagonists yeah. of all time. I love Estelle. I love Olivier, Tita, <laughs> yeah. all of them. Uh, yeah, so good. Like- yeah, and so like Cold Steel One is so good that it it's made me stop and think about like the broader the broader trails series. I'm like, okay, like where do I go now? Like, I think I want to get into Sky. What's the deal? Like, can I play the Crossbell games? Like, are they is there fan fan translation I can get into? Like, it has that effect to where like ah, oh, I can't just play Cold Steel now. Like, I gotta get the whole package because it's that payoff. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that that pay, having being able to experience that sort of payoff is such a it's it's a rare experience because there's yeah. not many of them like there, like that out there. So that's um, yeah. I feel like I, I feel like having this conversation has also light a fire under me to be like, yo, you need to get back. Like when I <laughs> I haven't had time in a in a really long time. Like because a lot of the games mm-hmm. that I cover and play are well, very long games. Oh, um, right there with you. Yeah. So so it, it's hard to find that time too, uh, but. Yeah, it's and there there are things on the outskirts of the trail series that draw me in too. I think that when I play an RPG, such an important part of that experience is the music, the soundtrack. Yeah. And as a hardcore Persona fan, like <laughs> the s- soundtrack means everything to me. Music mm-hmm. means everything to me. Music music is what captures the emotions of the moment. And if the soundtrack isn't at least supporting that, then I feel like a lot of the heavy or the more profound moments that a game is supposed to convey might not hit as hard as they could. Um, Or you might not feel as hype for the hype moments if the Mm -hmm. music doesn't match or if the music doesn't hook you. So, and that's always a thing I kind of worry about. Like, ah, I've, I'm, I think Persona soundtracks are some of the best of all time, and I think uh, many would agree. But regardless yeah. of how you feel, like, like everyone respects what Atlas's sound team has done for their games. Mm-hmm. I also think the Falcom uh, sound team is very like, yo, they are they are so good in their own mm-hmm. right because, yeah, it is it, it's it, it's it has like this this anime J rock vibe to it, but it also has. It, they're, they don't just rely on that. I think one of my favorite one of my favorite songs in Cold Steel One is it's called "Let's Study," which is the social link song. Yeah, it's a song that plays when you 
when you spend when you actually spend like time to build up mm-hmm. your bond with somebody it's such a it's such a sweet tune that and you hear it you you only hear it when you have those personal moments with the characters so mm-hmm. then and you now when i hear it like all of that comes back to me <laughs> like Mm-hmm. Like ah, oh, it's such a it's a it's a cute it's a cute tune. I think it sounds cute, um, uh, and then and it brings back those memories of spending time with those characters. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a very memorable soundtrack, and it uh, mm-hmm. like from the battle theme to the the boss themes to like the, the music that plays when the um, uh, what is it? Well, I forgot the the military base gets assaulted. It's it's the thing. Oh that, yeah, that, yeah. And just just the, the the way the orchestra fuses with the with the distorted guitars mm-hmm. and the like the heavy percussions and all that it is like cold steel is a, is a they have something special with the soundtrack and like yeah we're not i mean we're not talking about trails in the sky but you know trails in the sky too like oh such also a good sound. <laughs> and it's it's yeah. a very it's a very different genre too because it, it's, it's groovy like this, yeah like, it's trails like in the sky is very groovy yeah music. hell yeah <laughs> It has like such an up tempo jazz vibe that you're like, oh, you're like, mm, mm-hmm. ooh, this is this is this is nasty. Like this is this is good. I'm vibing. Well, like I'm in this boss fight. I'm about to yeah, die, but you know like, what? I'm 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 grooving with it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like, shouts out to to the Falcom uh, sound team for the soundtracks because that's also one of the one of the big draws that I think is very important for RPGs. And you know, if if that's also something you value in RPGs, Cold Steel's got that. Yeah. It it. It has it in spades, and mm-hmm. uh, another area like there, as you can see, uh, or as you're listening, listener, I'm uh, guessing you've noticed we haven't even really talked about the gameplay of oh, this sh- game, which <laughs> that's, that's right, which is like there's so much amazing things to talk about about the story. We haven't we're an hour in, and we haven't even touched on the gameplay, which is such. A fan, this is such a good turn-based RPG. Like mm-hmm. there are so many good mechanics here. Yeah. Uh, like you have kind of the customization aspects of your quartz, which are very similar to, like I mentioned, the materia system and being able to pair characters up to use special abilities. That's very Persona-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, it's just, it's just a really feel-good RPG. And shout out to having the fast forward feature yes oh yes um yeah the gameplay wise i mean like you and i are both in agreement that turn-based systems are great but there Mm -hmm. are certain things that can uh, make a turn-based system fall apart uh so it's it's kind of like it's a delicate thing um but i i really like that cold steel has sort of uh no how do i how do i put it like the positioning Positioning mm-hmm. is such an important thing in Cold Steel because you have area of effect spells, you have line spells, uh, and they have different widths and different diameters in terms of that, and it makes you think about where you put your characters too. Because like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're gonna do a melee, a normal melee attack, they need to if they're if they have swords, then they they have to walk up to the enemy and hit them. That also can put you in dangerous positions, um, and then you also have char- range characters, and then like. A lot of the, the like the ma- also like the the delay system too with spells. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that you need to consider uh, in in the tougher fights. Like the easier fights, I feel like you can you can pretty much get away with you know at least understanding what they're weak to and 
Yeah. Um, just like understanding turn order. Because understanding, well, yeah, the, I, I think that's actually the most important thing is understanding turn order is such a, it's such an important piece. Like, and, and mm-hmm. of course, with any RPG, of course, you want to know who's next, who's who's what. But the fact that spells have uh, have an effect on like when they're cast and also when that person has a turn again and which what position is this enemy in and yeah. when like, oh, I know this enemy has can only attack at close range. So uh, I need to focus on the one that is closer to us because I don't want them mm-hmm. to hit us. And if their turn's coming up in two turns, I need to focus on them uh, instead. And, oh, I can use this spell that's going to cast before they go. But if I use the stronger spell, that's going to happen after they go. So, like, what do I do here? Um, but you don't yeah. – yeah, it's it's wild. And then it's like, okay, do I use this my this character's craft to slightly delay this enemy's turn, which would give me enough time following up to have, like, Emma or Machias cast a healing spell or use their craft? Do I swap out a character so that I can have a free turn to heal or, like, swapping in these characters, swapping in the cast of seven or uh, however, seven or eight characters and then yeah. using their skills and crafts and their S-crafts? Mm-hmm. And when do I want to trigger that? That will be a big hit, but then that ups their delay a lot. And then being able to then gear out characters to affect the turn order because delay and uh, is such an, a big and really powerful uh, stat or like stat affecting um, courts you can attach to your weapons. So when you attack yeah. an enemy, they have a chance to be their turn to be delayed. And <laughs> yeah, another thing too is like um, like this game. Uh, maybe this is like a maybe a I guess a problem, but the the difficulty of this game can can spike. But the fact that this game does get difficult is something that I like a lot, mm-hmm. um, because like usually you try it and and anticipate a big fight coming up, and then you want to stock up on like your craft points so you can do your uh, your ultimate ability or like, what is it? Uh, what was it? S crafts? Yeah, your S craft. So um, that's always smart to do, but the to survive like you're it doesn't matter if if they have like if your characters have a lot of health or whatever like um you need to be careful mm-hmm. uh in this game because like the the tide of battle can change at almost any any set of turns so you need to be yeah. you need to be on your toes and i think like buffs are very important because I know, I know that mm-hmm. like a lot of RPGs, like you can get strong to a point to where you don't really necessarily need to worry about like buffs or agility or speed or evasiveness. But the cold steel is difficult in a way to where like you need to consider those things for the tougher fights. Yeah, um, and I like that uh, because mm-hmm. then it, it makes you it makes you think about each move. There's like I mean there are some throwaway moves that you don't necessarily need to use, but more often than like you need to be understand how to use most of your abilities whether it's mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the crafts or your spells uh and you need to think about like how you attach those different um how's it called the materials but the quartz uh, yeah how you how you manage your quartz so it's um yeah i i just i, I really like that the game kind of is built in a way to make you consider those things rather than having them as an afterthought uh, yeah yeah, so that like like with Fee's flash grenade to uh, blind uh, enemies, like oh that that's such a that's such an important like I need I need to use that uh, more often mm-hmm. than I thought I needed to use it. 
Um, and then, yeah, doing like different attacks that can uh, hit multiple enemies and uh, like, I don't know, there's just, but it, it is hard to like remember all those things because you do cycle oh, yeah. through uh, so many different characters because like with each, each time you enter a new chapter or you have to go on a different field study, you have a different cast, which I like because it forces mm-hmm. you to understand how each character works. But it is a lot to remember. Uh, oh, yeah. Get, yeah, I will say that because by the time I was like, I know who the characters I want. If I have everyone, I know who I want. Um, but sometimes it's like, ah, I really do need Elliot or Emma. I do. You do need a, like a, a caster in there so that now you need to mm-hmm. refigure, reconfigure your party and all that stuff. So, um, But yeah, it's, 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 which is to say it is very involved, which is a good thing. <laughs> I, and I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that the game uh, makes you do that. Same. And in terms of the difficulty, I like that it does give you issues if you do get caught up on a difficulty wall that you just, like, you don't want to go back and grind a bunch to try and pass through, or you just, you're just done, or it's annoying. I do like that it gives you the option when you retry a boss fight, do you want to lower the difficulty? Yeah. yeah. I like that it gives you that option. You don't have to take it. I mean... And there's no penalty. It's not like there's trophies hidden or like locked behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do this. But I, I appreciate that it's an option available yeah. uh, to players. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, the, the game is smart in that way, too. And I, I appreciate that, too. Um, and, oh, yeah, like you said, the fast forward, too. I, I like watching battle animations. Mm-hmm. But for, you know, sometimes when you're when you're just out in the normal field and you, you're trying to get to the next quest, it's like, okay, here's a... I, or you just want to grind like it's really good for grinding as well it's like okay i'm yeah. just gonna get through these enemies and blah 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 i'll use fast forward and uh, but i do like watching the full anime like in big fights mm-hmm. i watch yeah. every spell i watch every s craft because i'm like yeah, oh, yeah this is the moment and i want to see all this unfold um but yeah I, rpgs having a fast forward is such a such a smart thing and like cold steel or trails has normalized that because it's in all the sky games Mm-hmm. Um, and it, obviously it's on, in all the Cold Steel games at least because I've only been playing the PC versions I don't think the original releases had them but you're gonna yeah. you're not gonna you're yeah. not gonna play this game on Vita or PS3 at this point <laughs> you're gonna play yeah. it on like PC or uh, PS4 so uh, or Switch when they come out but yeah that's that is a, it's a neat touch that I appreciate as well yeah I'm curious who is your go-to party um, I think my go-to party is at least in Cold Steel One was obviously Reen, uh, Laura, Fee, and Emma. Um, but it, but it, if it was it was either Emma or Elliot, mm-hmm. and oh, so so my alternate to Emma would be Elliot, and my alternate to Fee or Laura would be Gaius. Um, nice, because Gaius is my boy. Like Gaius is probably my my. F- him and Sarah are my two favorite. They're my one A and one B favorite characters in uh, Cold Steel One, but uh, yeah, those that that's my party now. Sorry, Usus. Sorry, Machius. Uh, if I need to use them, I'm more than happy to use them. But yeah, those those mm-hmm. are that's my squad. Um, Elisa, uh, I like her too, but she's probably yeah, um, yeah. I, I I like her. I like her. Um, like her crafts. Yeah. Oh, her crafts are really yeah. Her crafts are really. She's good. a good healer. Like I, yeah. she's one of my main. My main are Reen, Elisa, Laura, and Fee. And if I need an extra healer, I will swap out Fee for Elliot. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and those were I I didn't jump on the Emma train until probably Cold Steel three. I oh shit! Say. <laughs> oh. Um, but she just destroys everything. Uh, like arts are so strong, and even in yeah. Cold Steel four, I figured out a combination where you get infinite turns with uh, Emma. Oh shit! So okay. when you get there, I'll I'll fill you in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And also, you have a lot to look forward to as a Gaius Stan. Just saying. Oh yes, yes. Like in yeah, in Cold Steel two, and uh, I, I, some of my favorite shit in Cold Steel two is the the reuniting scenes. Yes. And Gaius is like his reintroduction in Cold mm-hmm. Steel two of like, yeah, that's my boy. Let's fucking go. Uh, it was such a such a cool hype moment because like I knew it was coming, but. Even when it happened, I was like, "Man, y'all got me, y'all got me." It's like, I I love all of those, all those different uh, scenes, and like, yeah, like those those wouldn't hit if Cold Steel yeah. One wasn't so good at characterizing mm-hmm. everyone and giving you a reason to care about each each one of them. So, yep, get ready, yeah. We are not the only ones that obviously love this game. So we are going to go around the web and see what you guys and gals shared uh, about your favorite memories of this game. We start out with user Chucks47 from Reddit. They say, it's a dumb one, but Reen mentioning the Bracer Guild and my dumb self realizing that it's a sequel to Trails in the Sky. In my defense, I played both FC and Cold Steel when they first came out on PSP, so it was a good couple years between playing them, and I just bought Cold Steel because it looked like a Persona-like game. I felt like a real dummy. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think what I usually like to tell people is you are safe playing Cold Steel 1 and 2, but I highly recommend before jumping into Cold Steel 3, go back play the Sky games. That is exactly what I'm doing. If you don't start with the Sky games, that's fine. I didn't, but I started with Cold Steel 1 and 2, and I played through 3 before I had played the Sky games, and after playing that, I was like, oh, I really wish I had played the Sky games first. So that's that's my pro tip. Yeah. Don't go onto Cold Steel 3 until you do Trails in the Sky, FC, first chapter, second chapter, and the third. Yeah, that's it, man. that's, That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing because I'm I'm playing um, second chapter, Sky second chapter, and uh, Cold Steel two in parallel, and kind of the same way I did Cold Steel one and first chapter in parallel. But before I move to Cold Steel three, I'm going to play Sky third, Um, and at that point, I am also going to contemplate getting uh, or finding a way to play uh, Trails from Zero and Trails from Azure. uh, I got I I can set you up with Zero. Uh, so okay. I have I have that ready. All right, all right. Professor know, RPG's so. got you. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So very good, very good stuff. You want to mm-hmm. take the next one from Stillest Waters? I got it. So uh, user Stillest Waters from Reddit says a point that stands out to me whenever I think of Trails of Cold Steel is the first field study in Celtic, uh, where the kids break up uh, the merchant fight and try to figure everything out. Just how intelligent they were was such a shock to me. Uh, They knew what to look for, they knew who to talk to, and they knew how to go about it. It's such a little thing, but you see it so often in these types, or uh, little things, 
you see it so often in these types of games. Usually it feels like they, they dumb down the characters because they don't think you can keep up, but if you're not paying attention, the kids might catch you off guard. And and it makes sense that these are the best and brightest of the country, uh, or the best and brightest in the country would be smart. Yeah, this is like you're, what you were saying yeah. earlier. Uh, Sils Waters continues saying, I don't know, that encounter with the provincial army and how Class 7 handled the situation really stuck with me. It's like the writers were like, no, these kids are smart. Let's have them figure this shit out. And I love it. It happened again in Bereahard, uh, when they caught that uh, Blue Blanc somehow knew their schedule before I did, yeah, I, I feel I feel like we we, yeah. we had we had mentioned that and that that again like that's just re- more reinforcement of how sharp I think the the writing is in this game where it kind mm-hmm. of the game trusts you to uh, kind of piece that together so it never has to explain anything to you just more of like. These characters are going to be smart, and they're going to do the thing. And you're gonna—I trust you to understand why they are doing this. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. That kind of goes back to the thing of like they're—they're yeah. they're not like anime tropes where they're just like, huh? Wait, what? They're not surprised yeah. by anything. They're very—they have their as 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 wacky as some of them might be. Um, they have their head on straight, and yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you talked earlier about them being able to put things together and that they were smart, I. I remembered seeing this when I picked this picked this quote and was like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> See, we're not we're not the only exactly like, the exactly. folks have spoken. <laughs> exactly, it's it. You we've been seconded, so it's official. We yes. we know what we're we officially know what we're talking about. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, next up, we have user Sky Penguin from Reddit. They say, "I honestly just loved getting to know the characters." I really love the important character moments in each chapter, such as Reen and Yusuz's conversation, Elisa and Reen's talk, Laura and Fee's conflict, and how they became friends, etc. The characters might appear a bit tropey initially, but these scenes really provided depth and showed more sides to the characters. Also, the bonding events were really fun to watch. Some are just fun interactions that provide some characterization, but since bonding events change as the story progresses, they become more complex and reflect the growth given to the characters in the story. There's some really nice development in these events, and I think it's a bit of a shame you can't see them all in one playthrough. Thankfully, I used the reload trick to watch them all. (laughs) I can't really explain why I love this cast so much. I think it was just so satisfying watching the characters grow out of their initial tropes and develop. Class 7 also do start off with a bit of tension between its members. It was really nice seeing them go from strangers to close friends as they learn to work with each other each chapter. I also just love the relaxing atmosphere of Thor's and Trista, and I really grew to love the town and its residents and students. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Sky Penguin knows what's up. We A lot of the same points that we made, that the, that's the growth you can very clearly see between these characters from kind of tropey things that you think they're just going to be in the prologue or early chapters developing into much more it is really it's it's a special special story to be sure yeah uh i think yeah it's it's really cool to um like when i think about like anime tropes um i think that a lot of sometimes characterizations try to be outlandish for the sake of standing out um when i think of the cold steel cast i never think of like um these wild wild moments that they did to stand out is more more of like them being natural is the thing that stood out um so like having very real tension 
real kind of problems that are relatable and then just naturally working through it as um and just understanding how to navigate that was the characterization they don't need to be they don't need to do outlandish things for me to remember them um they just need to be natural i guess Mm -hmm. uh and i'm glad that the the folks who wrote the story were like yeah, this is this is the direction we're going. This is the thing that's going to hook you, because on on paper that doesn't sound like a great hook necessarily. Um, like, oh, you're going to see these characters grow and solve problems by being smart, and we're like, okay, like uh, that that does that might not sound exciting, but it doesn't have to be. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that that's just uh, Sky Penguin is one thousand percent on point with this, but also like. Another thing too with uh, Thor's and Trista is, uh, speaking about music, is the the little song that plays in the morning, like when you wake up. It's mm-hmm. such a like the song that plays in at, at uh, in Thor's and Trista on like a normal day is it's such a relaxing tune. It's such an uplifting tune. Like I'm ready to get up and get out there, especially if you in some of the instances where the sun is just rising. Shout out to that Persona Five uh, lyric drop, by the way get up get out there oh yeah yo i shit i didn't realize it <laughs> but yeah it's just such an uplifting tune that you're yeah you're just ready to take on the day and when you see the when the sun is barely rising in the morning and you're talking to the residents you're like yeah i'm i'm up early i'm ready to take on the day and i just you just it makes you feel good uh so you know shouts out to shouts out to trista i guess i feel like that's the least uh realistic thing in this game about magic and robots and everything it's like teenagers high schoolers being really active and ready to take on the day when they're getting up before dawn i think that's the least believable thing in this entire game oh big facts want to take the next one i got you so user uh la mystica hopefully i'm saying that right from reddit says Cold Seal 1 is, in hindsight, the only game of the three that I played that I thought that Falcom's slow burn storytelling actually worked for. Cold Seal 3 was fine, but it would have been better if the if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't the second game that was paced like that, uh, and if it didn't drag out Chapter 4 to an, an insane degree that uh, that it did. But I digress. So going back to it. Uh, Mystica says, I actually enjoy the field studies more than I thought I would. It was a good way to introduce you to all the main party members. Oh, yeah. And while a lot of the situations they found themselves in were very, you know, anime, manga, light novel-esque, they mostly worked within the context of the story. Chapter 5's field study in particular was a highlight for me because I liked the mysticism surrounding Legram and uh, Long Green Castle in particular. Uh, That was uh, definitely one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah. Oh yeah, Legram Le- is uh that's where um uh Laura's Laura. at. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I liked going to Legram because it's like the seaside town and it's kind of mm-hmm. foggy. Um and I just I I really like Laura. I think she's she might be yeah, she's best girl. Uh to me. To me. Laura's uh, very good. Yeah, she's she's great. Um but yeah, that that's um but yeah, that that is that is kind of what I was talking uh talking about as well. Like uh, being able to uh, introduce the party members by showing them uh, a slice of their life, uh, showing their hometown, um, like so you don't mm-hmm. like the game doesn't have to go through long exposition to explain a character. Going to their hometown says a lot about who they are. 
Yeah. Uh, and just like seeing how they how they act and behave, how they conduct themselves in their hometown as opposed to how they are at Thor's is you get to see them wor- move differently and like that's that's a really cool mm-hmm. thing the game does. And I just want to say Laura's dad Viscount Arsade has mm. one of the sickest fucking characters designs. I love his design and that his sword is, is badass. badass. So good. Yep. So good. Uh, next up, we have user Titu9993999 from Reddit. Uh, I knew nothing of the game going into it, so when Milliam showed up in Chapter 3, I was amazed. I thought the game was just standard anime high school high school simulator, but Milliam added the futuristic high-tech type aspect that got me really interested. I really like games like Xenosaga and the futuristic type of stuff in, in that game. Also, the big reveal in the old schoolhouse was amazing for the same reason, and got me invested in the series enough to go back and play through all the previous games in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this game does have a lot of kind of future tech. It's got a mix of ancient magics and robots and tech and all sorts of that stuff. It does balance a lot of different kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the... Um, I think... Um, because, like... <laughs> well, first off, this is actually the... Um, I... <laughs> Milliam, I don't think much of Milliam at all. <laughs> at least in in Colseal One, uh, I just thought she was so uh, she's so annoying. Um, but also, isn't she voiced by Laura Bailey? I think. Uh, I oh, let me let me look it up real quick. I don't, I don't uh, think she did. No, I know she was I'm, eventually changed. Oh, she was done by Laura Bailey. Oh, I never mind. Oh, I know. Ashley I, Birch. Sorry. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> I got them mixed. Yo, so yes, I was thinking of Ashley Birch. I'm. I got them confused because uh, Ashley Birch and Laura Bailey switched uh, for Risei Kujikawa and um, Persona Four. So I keep forgetting who voiced her that character when in which game too. So, and anyway, I think Ashley yeah. Birch only voices Milliam in the first one, or maybe the oh. first two. Um, okay, because the I, voice I, actress yeah. searches. Uh, changes. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Because yeah, I'm in, I'm in two, and Milliam sounds pretty much exactly the same. But mm-hmm. um, I I did not like her at all in, in one. But I think as you start to understand her purpose or like why she's why she's there, mm-hmm. um, like her, uh, you know, it's it, 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 it yeah she she makes sense. I'm starting to open up to her character a lot more. But as uh, as it relates to the future stuff, that is that is a really that that's a thing that kind of has a very light hook on you, and it it, it kind of doesn't really pay off until the very end. Mm-hmm. It, it, it change yo that changes the entire context for what Cold Steel is, uh, and it, it kind of adds a, a new element of excitement to kind of uncover like what is this? Why is the why has this turned into like a mecha anime thing? <laughs> like yeah, what it, who is what's this Ashen Knight sort of thing? And it does provide another level of mystery on top of the military and political drama, um, and I'm 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 assuming that like there are a lot of answers to that. Um, I'm excited to kind of uncover that, um, but yeah, it's it, it's kind of cool that it's very low key. At least in Cold Steel One, mm-hmm. it's very low key. 
um, as to kind of hook you up until the end. So, because uh, like you want to understand like why is like why is uh damn I was gonna call them uh, materia again <laughs> like quartz why is this, why, yeah why the quartz and the arcus system like why does this exist like how does this work what's the real mystery behind uh, like when the when schoolhouse kind of like has this big aura like what are the answers to this because cold steel is so good about providing sensible answers to its mysteries that you kind of once this stuff starts to unfold you trust that mm-hmm. the game is going to give you sensible answers for those things as well uh, so that's just my thoughts I'm curious what do you think is going to happen in the future like in the games <laughs> oh man oh my god you're asking some deep questions here <laughs> i am i'm just uh, yeah. i'm just curious because we can revisit this after you've beaten it yeah. and we can look back on what uh, what you got right and wrong so i'm curious um uh, hmm. i think that be totally off base i think that there was uh a civilization before the the people who are who the people who are kind of embodying Erebonia or like the the world as a whole, um, there was a like a, a civilization who had very high tech before them. And I feel like that that's a, that's a fairly common kind of like lore thing that games do. Um, kind of like uh, I think like Assassin's Creed does that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Final Fantasy does this uh, ever so often. But there was like a like an ancient civilization that kind of figured these things out before them, and the maybe the the people in positions of power within Erebonia have have a power struggle because uh, one of them or the other has um, has this resource, has access to this 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 uh, technology that the that past civilizations have left behind. And I think that's why Thor is such an important piece of that because Thor's has the old schoolhouse which houses the ashen knight and as if i understand correctly having one of those because like what is it uh crow has one of the other mechs that are as powerful as that and like mm-hmm. the soldats are sort of like replicas of those things they're obviously not nowhere near as powerful as uh the ones that crow and reen can wield uh so i think that though the real battle over the resource resources the reason why there's so much tension is because there, I, I feel like there, that's a parallel for weapons of mass destruction in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a tool to kind of tell its story about the dangers of militarization and w- the consequences of militarization uh, and things like that. So that's kind of how I see it going because that's also a way to tie in to make it larger than Erebonia itself because obviously if mm-hmm. you play Sky, if you play Crossbell, like... Um, those regions have their own stories to tell, but I think the thing that's going to bind, because like like you said, once you make it to three, it starts to fill out a, lar- a larger picture where Sky and Crossbell start to cross paths and come together as a whole. And I, my prediction is that that is kind of like the thing that's going to propel and continue uh, like the tension, the battles ahead for uh, for Cold Steel. At least up until three and four, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how mm-hmm. long they can draw that particular storyline out. But that's that's what I think, kind of what I think will happen. <laughs> we will have to see. We'll all have right, to see. All right. All right. <laughs> and with our final comment from the internet, we have user Dudu Carballo from Reddit. The moment Oliver shown shows up with the Courageous was a very special moment, in my opinion, for what it symbolizes in the story. 
and also since I played the Sky Trilogy before, the whole scene means a lot to me. Yeah. Means a lot more. Yeah, that's... uh. So, I, yeah, I didn't have that context, but as I start to understand more about uh, Oliver, or, uh, yeah, I, I think that's how you say his name, Oliver. Um, yep, Oliver. Yeah. His real name's Oliver, but he went by Olivier yeah, in uh, yeah, yeah. the Sky Games. Yeah, I, I saw right through it. I was like, I mm-hmm. know who this is. Um, but, like, having knowing you've seen him before, I'm like, oh, I'm curious to see what his arc actually is. Like, oh, he's very important for Sky. Um so mentioning that, so uh, that that was a special moment to see Oliver and the Courageous in Cold Steel One. I think the moments like that, like I didn't, I didn't have that 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 same connection, but mm-hmm. I want to have that connection to things that happened in three and four. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important to me that I do get through the Sky Games because I do understand like the way, like I love Estelle, mm-hmm. and I know that she's involved as the games go on so i want to have i want to have those those moments where the when the pieces do fall in place Mm -hmm. that you're like you have your hands over your head and just like yo yo this is such a cool moment and if you like you don't have that unless you have the full context like that's the shit i live for yo like yeah like Final Fantasy fourteen is ha, is gives you that in loads as you get into the deeper expansions, and those are some of my favorite game moments in video games. Period. Uh, mm-hmm. So if if Cold Steel has that in store, you best I you know I'm gonna try and uh, work towards that because yeah, that's uh I can imagine yeah. like what that what that's like. Uh yeah, I was able to go back before playing through Cold Steel four. And play through the Sky Games and mm. part of Zero, um, so I got so many super fucking hype moments in Cold Steel yeah. Four just because of that. And uh, on the topic of Final Fantasy fourteen, I just finished the main uh, Stormblood story, so I'm working through oh. that. So I work. I'm, I'm I'm right on the edge. I'm right on the edge of uh, Shadowbringers, oh. which I just hear nothing but amazing things of. So I'm super hype. Super oh super hype for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for you, man. So yeah, you you get through Final Fantasy 14. I get through uh, Trails of Cold Steel, and then we both get back together and be like, "Yo, <laughs> when that happens, what we're gonna do? We're gonna both buy like a six pack of something, and we're just gonna sit and have like a six hour long Discord call or video call or something, and we're just going to gush and nerd out." <laughs> over these games uh hopefully by that time there's a lot of time for me to work through these games so hopefully by that time we'll be out of packs or some shit (laughs) yeah it's true oh man but yeah that's 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 the good shit It, it is it is but thank you everyone who shared your memories with us and moments uh we got a bunch of submissions so as always in the show notes down below be sure to check for the links where you can check out all the subreddits and share your own favorite memories and moments from Cold Steel 1. I can't wait to read them. Now, let's say after hearing Michael and I gush about this game, and everybody else, you're wondering, man, I need this game in my life. Because yes, you do. Where can you find it? Well, we are here to help you with that as well. 
Luckily, you can still find this digitally on the PS4, and I think it's also digitally on the Vita and PS3, but uh, I'm not sure because I can't easily check the PS3 and Vita stores anymore because they took it off the PC, or the PC PlayStation client. But it's also available digitally for $39.99 on Steam, so you can pick it up digitally. But if you want a collector's piece, you can still find them online uh for the playstation 3 version of trails in the trails of cold steel steel excuse me a loose price is currently running you looks like about 19 dollars complete in box price is about 24.50 a new price is about 45.52 that's for the ps3 version of trails in trails of cold steel for the vita version a loose vita cart will net you will put you around $28 it's looking like looking like a complete in box vita version is around 42 and a brand new vita is uh vita game is $50 and lastly for the decisive edition on PlayStation 4 if you can find it uh the loose disc for the PS4 version is about $34 complete in box is 41.50 and a new price is about $60 and all of this is coming from right now at pricecharting.com. So prices may vary, but that gives you a general idea. It does go on sale every now and then on PC through Steam. Mm-hmm. I think it when it does go on sale, it goes on sale for $23.99. Yeah. Yep. So keep your eyes open for that as well. And now let's say you have snagged yourself a copy of of trails of cold steel and you're like oh this is so this is so much i can't handle it i need help well we're here for you too well we will be your instructor sarah and we will give you tips and advice after pounding back a few pints of beer so my my tip for you is to stack status effects and debuffs with your character's attacks now each character in their quartz system has things called lines on each line, you can have a different stat, status effect, or like debuff quartz slash materia assigned. And this, you can equip multiples, multiple kind of different ones. You can't stack in uh, the same debuff, but uh, for each one, it can make for a great way to inflict a bunch of different status effects with like poison or burn can really add up to some easy bonus damage on bosses and help you out a lot so highly recommend uh michael what would you say is uh do you have any tips for the for the new players hmm yeah uh let's see um there are there are a lot of cool moments that you might miss in the game whether they be side quests or just um uh, like it, the game doesn't spell everything out with you for you in the quest log, so I do recommend at least having a guide on hand to make sure you don't miss. Because like at, at the end of each chapter, you get graded, um, and um, and there's there's hidden quests. So at least not necessarily use the guide to figure out what to do, but at least to know what's out there uh, that you can do. Um, but if you don't want to do that, what I would recommend is making sure that you talk to everyone uh, when you have when you have the chance to kind of peruse a town or if you have those those moments in Trista or whatever. You know, take time to at least talk to everybody in the town. They usually either have something interesting to say or 
they will give you some sort of side quest. Um, also, before each each when you when you sense that there's going to be a big battle, make sure you have your uh, your craft points maxed out <laughs> before you go into that <laughs> battle. Just straight up, that's all I'm gonna tell you. Yep, smart yep. move, smart moves. Well, those tips should help you fend off the waves of enemies of soldats and all sorts of crazy things. So, good luck, members of Class Seven. Now, we move on to one of my favorite parts of each episode, the monster or enemy of the week. Michael, what enemy are you sending into the arena this week? Oh, Instructor Sarah, our lovely, lovely instructor, who I I love her dearly. Uh, Sarah is... Sarah speaks to me on such a profound level because she's the the tired adult who... uh, you catch her slipping at the at the bar, and she's just knocking down a few pints before it's noon. And Elisa's just like, "Yo, what what are you doing?" And uh, instructor Sarah's like, "Ah, fuck it. You know what? I'm here to have a good. I'm here for a good time, not a long time." She's so adorable. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could spend time with her, but she is also a badass. She's yes. an ex bracer, and she will whoop ass when the time comes. Uh, even though she sleeps late, drinks too much, and fucks around too much, um, when business, she means business when you when she needs to mean business. So uh, yeah, the f- and there's like practice fights uh, in the game. Every now and then, the chapters be like, okay, we're gonna test how well you are in battle, um, and then you, um, when you're done, kind of with your training throughout the game, you have to fight her to prove that you have grown in battle. And I, I don't know, I, I think that's that's my favorite fight because um, it's so ridiculous to see like you casting all these wild spells of like just the ground is mm-hmm. with earthquakes and fire raining down and just like all these wild spells and you're, you got your brolic ass sword just swinging at him. And then your teacher's like, oh wow, you did really good. You, you really whooped my ass. I'm proud of y'all. <laughs> It's such a it's such a cool one because you like it's it's Reen and you have to choose two other um, combats to go in in with you and you're like oh shit like yo I need to I need to prove to Instructor Sarah that that we're on top of our game mm-hmm. uh, and like there's so it's not just a fight too there's also like dialogue that's interspersed between each of her turns and I think it's really adorable that um, like when when there's dialogue in a battle I really really like that that that's something yeah. that really gets me. Um, so there's like the there there's there's some like she says some things to you uh, throughout the battle when it's her turn. I'm like, oh, I really like her. So it's uh it's not the toughest battle. It's not the most flashiest battle, but I think it's um I don't know. It's it's one that I remember because uh, Sarah is very important to me, and I'm like, yo, I I proved to Sarah Senpai that I'm I'm we're worthy of being class seven and being her students. Damn straight. Can't go wrong with the purple lightning. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with purple lightning. But yes, the instructor Sarah's stats. The second time you face her in this training combat, her level is 55, and she has 38,369 health. Her strength is 1,230 with defense of 1,079. Her art strength is 786 with art defense of 779. Her speed's 92. 
She has an uh, she has one star in unbalanced efficiency against uh, slash type attacks. Everything else is zero, so she's kind of hard to unbalance. And mm-hmm. she's really strong, pretty much against all um, status effects. She has only a twenty percent chance of being affected by poison, burn, paralysis, freeze, um, art, uh, attack down, uh, and. Um, immobilize, I believe it is. Um, she has a uh, 50% chance, like, uh, improved defense against blindness, sleep, vanish, um, and a couple others. Uh, and she doesn't drop any Sepeth. Uh, so, well, you're also not beating her, she's just testing you because Instructor Sarah's <laughs> like that. But yes, hopefully you can prove your worth to Instructor Sarah, the best instructor when you face her in Trails of Cold Steel. The second time, or both times, both are very important. That is going to do it today, everyone, for this episode of RPG University. Thank you so much, Michael, for coming on and nerding out with me about some uh, Trails of Cold Steel. You know, you know, that's that's all you had to say was we're talking about Cold Steel. You know what? <laughs> I'm there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, as you said, uh, Cam also mentioned me. So shouts out to Cam Hawkins. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always, I always love uh, talking to talking to folks who share that same that same uh that same passion uh for the for these games uh and um it has kind of in a way this conversation has also reignited my my desire to really um make that extra effort to make sure i do spend time uh, like i don't let i don't let these games go by the wayside because then you know sometimes you you get into a game and then you just you just can't get back into it uh yeah. for a while and then when you return you're kind of lost i want to make sure that doesn't happen again so, with that, this conversation, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be, go- I'm gonna make sure I'm spending time in Erebonia this weekend. So, thank you for that, Scott. I appreciate. Of, that. of course, uh, the least I can do. Now we have to work on getting like blessing to play. Hey, because yeah. you're you're his roommate, so just be like, yeah, hey, he- <laughs> you can do this. He did. He did give. Uh, I think he gave Cold Steel one uh, a shot uh, a little like last year, I think. But he was more of like just testing waters, seeing things. Mm. Uh, and he said some fairly like he was like, "Yo, this this, this might might have something to it." But no, we're but busy yeah. folks. So oh, uh, yes, we definitely yeah. You guys are <laughs> killing it. But speaking of, what do you got cooking? What do you have coming up? Feel free to plug away uh, all your good stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm with I'm I'm with Gamespot. So I have a few things uh, lined up. Uh, Scott and I talked about. You know, I have a uh, interview with. Hironobu Sakaguchi, the creator of Final Fantasy. We talk about Fantasia and his upcoming uh, RPG, which is an iOS exclusive. I don't know how no! y'all feel about that, but it is what it is. Ah, oh, I hate to see it, right? <laughs> Goddamn. But that is, it's an interesting conversation. He has some things to say about uh, Nobuo uh, Uematsu uh, and his design philosophies uh, for his new game. Also uh, coming up, I have an interview with localization um, producer for Yakuza Like a Dragon. 
I also have a interview in the works with the writer uh, of Yakuza Like a Dragon, who's um, from RGG on the Japanese side of things. And I also have an interview in the works for the director for Persona 5 Strikers. So a lot of exciting things that are in the works right now. But if you go to GameSpot.com, all of my colleagues are putting out some great work. So peep all that. Also, I'm not used to plugging this, but I'm also uh, streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash brazyasian. Uh, I am doing near the original near and uh, the original Deus Ex. So, yo, the original near is wild. Uh, yeah. And I'm getting that prepared in anticipation for near auto- uh, near replicant remake. It's coming out next month. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> you 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 know what you're gonna get with me. It's, it's you know near is in that same realm as everything else. <laughs> That I am very passionate about. We really need a Dragon Guard HD collection. Ooh, say less. Let's go. Uh, just so people can really, really see the origin of Nier, because it was a yeah. s- like a side ending to the yep. first Dragon Guard. I want to say where you get flung through time and you have to fight fighter jets on a dragon, and that's <laughs> kind of what spawns the Nier series. Oh my god, Yoko Taro. Oh, that's my guy. Brilliant. Yep. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. But once again, thank you so much, Michael. This has been an absolute blast having you on uh, tonight. I very much appreciate it. Uh, but for you listeners, thank you very much to each and every one of you who has listened today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at IrrationalPod with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion, or share your own favorite RPGs directly with me on Twitter at SolidSnake120. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another, class dismissed. <laughs>